This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 48. Well, 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 everybody, welcome back to the connoisseurs of sport. Um, you know what? This episode, I have no idea what it's about to happen. <laughs> uh, in regards to the NBA offseason moves, the madness, whatever you want to call it, maybe the earth spun off of its axis and we don't know. But before we dive into that, we are going to recap a little bit about what happened at the Wimbledon finals. We'll also, after we talk about NBA free agency 2016, get to a little bit of summer league, especially focused on some of the rook, rook, rookies that have uh, popped up. Any opening salvos, thoughts, Scout, before we dive in? I don't think so. I think we'll just tackle this as we come to it. Why don't we? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Everybody buckle in. Here we go. So starting off slow here, uh, Scout, with Wimbledon, (laughs) this year it just ended. Um, Serena Williams is the ladies' champion, and Andy Murray is the gentlemen's champion. Also, I'm going to throw in your your, your favorite guy, Mahu, won uh, doubles. He and his partner. <laughs> oh, isn't that great? Yeah, see that? See how we got I something out of it, didn't we? Yeah, and of course, the Williamson sisters won uh, the ladies' doubles. Uh, so Serena has tied Steffi Graf with 22 singles Grand Slam titles in the Open Era. Uh, also, the Williams sisters, just in case you don't know, they're 14 and 0 in Grand Slam finals. Those doubles finals, which is okay. And uh, Serena played Angelique Kerber. Uh, that match, I think, was really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, ESPN decided to let Lindsay Davenport in on the call, which helped a major time. And I think, as everyone's saying, that Serena's serve really, really, really helped, really uh, showed why she is the champion uh, that she is. And Angelique Kerber was no slouch. I mean, she did beat her, everyone, at the Australian Open this year, if you missed that. So it was only two sets, but it was a good two sets. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't have many. I mean, I, I will second that on um, Lindsay Davenport being involved. Um, I think we need more of her when it comes to tennis coverage. Um, I know we'll get to the men's match, but that, that, they could have used her in the booth on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, you know who else is good that ESPN has? Mary Joe Fernandez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't yeah. use her enough to call matches, in my opinion. Yeah, right. And, and and just to wrap that thought up, um, I think the the benefit of having people like that is you you tend you tend to learn things. Mm-hmm. Um, they get more into the X's and O's and, and and why certain things have happened and 
they 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 break down even the point that you just witnessed versus <laughs> what you tend to get from everyone else, which is talking around the match or not talking about the match at all. <laughs> so, um, and you know what? Poor John McEnroe. He just goes with whomever he's with. He's with Lindsay Davenport. You get great stuff from him. He's not with her, and they're talking about who's screaming at who, who's in the, the player's box. Right. What happened in the 1984 final? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What they drank in, in, for breakfast in the morning. I just, you know, and, and you know, you just had a point in front of you. You're like, what were the tactics? What just happened there? Come on. Right, right. But um, as for Serena, I mean, it's not. This is a known commodity, to say the least. We know about the serve. Um, So I mean, she, you know, that's number twenty-two. So she's tied uh, the great uh, Steffi Graf here, right? Yes. And what else is there to say? Yeah, and you know, the wind was crazy during their final, just crazy, right? Right. And, you know, Serena's uh, depth of shot, the power really helped. Kerber is a mover. I mean, watch out for her. I don't think she's done when it comes to Grand Slam. She has a lot of game. I really enjoyed that match. Um, Now for the next one. Andy Murray versus Milos Raonic, the Canadian, big Canadian. Andy Mm -hmm. Murray gets his second Wimbledon, his third Grand Slam overall. Um Three sets this one. I did not enjoy it as much because Raonic did not come with his A game. Uh, right. That was a disappointment. Uh, he really played much better against Federer, whom he's had better results against lately, especially if you think of the top four. He, Federer is the one he's got a handle on. Uh, mm-hmm. A little, not the rest of them, and it showed. Uh, the call of the match was just a waste of my time. And I think we can do much better. I'm sorry, we can do much better. Andy Murray obviously deserved it. He did played his game. Lendl was back. You called him Mr. Sunshine the last time. Oh, Lendl's great. He's the best. I mean, he look at Andy Murray was so angry that he that Lendl left his players box during that first set tie break. Was he angry about it? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, he was cursing. Yes, that's what it was about. I think it was the first set time ring, right? I can't remember. But anyway, it was hilarious. It was just... It may have been the second. It may have been the second. Who knows? One of the... No, wait. The second set, because the first set, he won 6-4, I believe. There you go. And then, right, the second and third, it was a tie break. But, yes, nevertheless... Uh Uh-huh. That was the most enjoyable Yes, is just great. Nothing uh, uh, makes him happy, which we love, or appears to. I mean, we don't really know. Yeah. I think he struggled to smile once. <laughs> uh, but we, we, we love Yvonne. Um, but um, as you said for the match, I mean, what is there to say? Uh, um, Roundich, first of all, I would say play, maybe brought his B game, his B serve, which yes. against most players is plenty. But not against a guy who returns like Andy Murray. He was yes. just all over his serve. And as you said, when we were watching this GM together. Um, you kind of have to be ready for the ball to come back. Okay, Milos. Yeah. This is Andy Murray here. So and, you can't. Yeah, go ahead. And play decisive tennis. Like if yes. you're going in, if you're going to net, go to net. Yeah. Go to the net. You know what? When he was serving up for Murray, you know what Shaq would call that? Go ahead. Barbecue, barbecue chicken. chicken yes, I mean, yes. my goodness. <laughs> it was just... And, you know, later on in the match, I think Milos kind of started playing a little better, but it was definitely not enough. Right. And this is why we talked about it last week, and then we're going to move on because I'm done. This is why I want to see the top players. 
Yes. Why? I want yeah. to see great matches. We got it on the women's side. Kerber was the fourth seed. We mentioned her in passing as someone to watch out for uh, last week, and she showed why we should have given her even more attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's a Grand Slam winner. You know, so here, for Milos, I I think that it'll be interesting to see what he does next. We do have the Olympics coming up. We do have, right after that, the U.S. Open for tennis. I I just hope that he can learn from this and really go for it. Yeah, ever gets this kind of opportunity again. Yeah, it was a lot of him being caught. I believe you touched on this being caught in no man's land. Maybe taking a beat and then deciding to charge forward. Yeah, uh, which will get you in trouble. He wasn't at net quick enough when he wanted to be there, where he could close off the net with his size. So he wasn't able to use that, and, and it, it was just again, he didn't play well enough to defeat a guy like Murray. He just no. didn't, especially with the matchup. When you take that into account, like we said, where you have one of the great returners, mm-hmm. that ball's coming back. Expect it. Yeah. And, and it's and, coming back at your big feet. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Milos needs to work on his return to serve, too. So, right. Well, yeah, he can improve that, but, you know, again. I, oh, I, I, right. I understand. Yeah, work on. I didn't say anything about movement. I'm being fair. Okay, so he moves as well as he's going to. Now, for the main event, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to gird everything I have right here and dive into the NBA free agency. I, you know what I'm going to start with? I'm going to start with what we talked about before with the trade of Derrick Rose to mm-hmm. the Knicks. We talked about that. Let me just tell you, uh, the players they have under contract at the moment are Carmelo, Kyle O'Quinn, the heavy hitter, and uh, <laughs> and Porzingis. Right. Uh, players they've added in free agency are Guillermo Hernan Gomez, another heavy hitter. Uh, Brandon Jennings. Okay, he's been added. I'm not reading all these people. Courtney Lee, Jokic Noah. Okay, yeah, right. I'll get to the important people, right? Yeah, of course. I mentioned Derrick Rose trade. Oh, Lance Thomas. Lance Thomas was resigned. Resigned. That's right. They <laughs> lost Aaron Aflalo, Derek Williams, Jose Calderon. Darren Grant, Robin Lopez, and Tony Roten. And then they got some guys still in free agency who have not signed. What are your thoughts on that team so far? I mean, I'm looking at Carmelo. I'm looking at Porzingis, of course. I'm looking at Derrick Rose. I'm looking at Courtney Lee, Joachim Noah as well. Maybe Brandon Jennings. Maybe. Well, yeah, Jennings is coming off of that Achilles injury, which is yeah. always tough. Um, so you're thinking this year he'll be um, at least – a percentage of himself that's reasonable. Yes. Um, I what like them. Think about that, that compliment of players. I like the moves. Um, they really went for it. Uh, guys that are kind of trying to fight their way back up to where they were. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about Brandon Jennings with the injury. We, we know about Derrick Rose. Mm. Um, yeah, let's continues. not. Yeah, well, right. We know the about Derrick Rose. He, he did <laughs> make it through this season, so uh, we'll see if you know, I, and you have to build some momentum as your career. You know, maybe you come off off an injury. In regards to injury, no. As far as building yeah. back to where you were, you're not gonna unless right. you're like some elite guy. Come off, not even that. If you come off of an injury, the, that season is really building your confidence and okay. your confidence in your body back up and things like that. And yeah, then I was the just making sure you weren't trolling there. I didn't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> the following season is really where you want to kind of put the pedal to the metal. You kind of trust your body and your back to form, and everything can fall into place. So we will see. Yeah, Rose can maybe get to 85-90% of what he was mm-hmm. and also at the same time 
is he with with the, the the growth mentally that we assume happens with an NBA player, even though you lose something physically, does your understanding of the game then make up the difference and maybe even make you a better player? So there's some things, there's some unknowns here. Yeah. Right. Um we get we get the the always lively Joachim Noah. <laughs> I love, I love Joachim Noah. So we all, we all, he, we we love him here at Connoisseurs. We love Joachim, and he's coming off of an injury. I can't think of what it was right now, but he is coming off of an injury. I think he missed the majority of the season with the Bulls. I don't know if it was a shoulder or something. Don't quote mm-hmm. me on that, but yeah. he's coming back too. So they took some guys again who maybe are off the radar. Yeah, because of injury, but we've seen them perform at a very high level in the NBA so we know what they're capable of the question is can they return to that yeah and you know what I I like Carmelo Porzingis and Rose if Rose like you said can be who we know he can be because on the court they're not going to be in each other's way you see Carmelo can get out there on the block Porzingis we know has the ability to shoot from deep Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be enough room for Derrick Rose to operate. They can move around. Yes. They don't have to occupy a specific spot on the floor, right, is what you're saying. That's right. right. So Rose can go to Carmelo if he's in the block or not. Carmelo can move to some other part of the, of the court. Right. It'll be interesting to see what they do. We will wait and see. That's all we can do. But what I'm really waiting for for this team is the re-signing of Sasha Vujicic. I mean, uh, come on now. <laughs> what are y'all waiting for? Now? Come on. He's a champion. That's he has that. rings. There it's all about rings, baby. And that's what they told it's us. about the rings. So you, Sasha has rings. Get him under contract now. You know what? You're reading my mind, Scout. That's where I was going. That's, a, that's an NBA champion. That's all Enshrine them. <laughs> Next, I want to move to the Bulls. Let's go right there. That's right, everybody. I know you're like, what? Uh, the Warriors. Just hold your horses. Yeah, hold Because them. we may have to shut the podcast down after we get there. Now, the Chicago Bulls, uh, under contract, they have Jenny, Jimmy Butler, um, Taj Gibson, some other people. I'm not reading all of them. Uh, <laughs> they added Rajon Rondo right. as a free agent, right? Yeah, and the hometown hero or, or attempted to be now? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Miami to his hometown. He's going home, folks. Popularized by the greatest player in history, <laughs> LeBron James. Oh. <laughs> Just won a championship in Cleveland, which makes him, by default, the greatest player to ever live. Right. Has him. Yeah. Now, interesting mix here, to say the least. I'm not sure where to start. First of all, you have the Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, I mean, we didn't really need to go into what he is and what kind of career he's had, you know. Um, A great player, Hall of Fame player, um, has done it. And I'm going to start adding this into when I say has done it, I mean has done it with the chip stacked against him. Yeah. Not front running and being a bully because we're going to have to kind of divvy this up some. Now, well, wait a minute, but didn't, so, didn't LeBron and Bosch come to him? Wasn't that a problem? Yeah, but he had a ring before that. You see, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. just pitching here and right. you will you will knock it out of the park. So I just want to present what some people are saying. And didn't he need that? Didn't But he played with Shaq for that first ring. I mean, yeah, Shaq's carcass. <laughs> and Shaq will tell you 
that Dwayne Wade was really leading uh, that team. I mean, yeah. Shaq was, you know, still had a little left in the tank, but I mean, this is, we're not talking about Lake, Los Angeles Laker, Orlando Magic, Shaquille O'Neal, so... Um, and we all know, again, in that Maverick series, as controversial as it may have been with some of the calls, Dwayne Wade stepped up and stuck his neck out. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Took control and attempted to do something about it when the chips were down. Again, I'm going to say it again. When the chips were down. Mm-hmm. Now, back to the bull situation. This We're kind of um, foreshadowing where we're going as we move along with that kind of conversation. But um, what's interesting to me is this. Rashad Rondo. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. I don't know if there's a Jekyll side. And again, I'm not saying that as a negative. I like Rajon, but he's a volatile personality. And the question is, with someone of Dwayne Wade's caliber and pedigree, that level of veteran, okay, how does that work? I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, they did ask Rajon whose team was it? Was it going to be Dwayne Wade's or Jimmy Butler's. And Rajon said Jimmy Butler. So you know, He actually answered it? He sure did. That's <laughs> Rajon Rondo. Yeah. <laughs> he does not hold punches. Yeah. Okay, there's no politically correct answer. It's, oh, well, it's Jimmy's. Right. I guess so. he's assuming because Butler was there and they came to him. Exactly. Which would also, I could I could throw that in that that was my logic in with the Miami situation we just talked about too. That was Dwayne Wade's operation. Yes, so, sir. But nevertheless, so you have that dynamic. Then you also have Jimmy Butler at the swing position, right? Small forward shooting guard. He'll be the starting small forward. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade manning the shooting guard of the two position, right? Right. There's going to be some difference. I think they're versatile enough to make that work on the court. Yeah. I I think. But the question is, is someone, meaning Jimmy Butler, going to be moved out of his comfort zone a bit and out of his spots on the floor as a result of Dwayne Wade now being in in the fold? So that's the question. We will see. Yeah. Uh, Now, they've lost Joachim and they lost uh, Mr., um, Mr. Charman. (laughs) Gasol, <laughs> right? So lost the big softy. So um, they they had some losses in the front court, um, but it is the Eastern Conference. Yeah, right. Uh, you and know that's my, why we're looking. Go ahead. I also have a question about Rondo and Wade playing together. The, the, the lack of shooting. Yeah, because yeah. they they yeah. both like the paint area to operate. And you're missing some stretch. You, you don't have really have anyone there that can really stretch. Yeah. Before. Um, save for it's a guy I'm thinking of and I can't think of his name right now and I apologize I'll, anyway we'll move on and I'll, I'll keep racking my brain or I'll just look it up there's a forward they have there I really can't think of the guy's name anyway Marotic was that Marotic or whatever you say they, I don't think that's it but anyway they, they're lacking <laughs> shooting is, is the, the, the court stretching presence right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the question is how does that work as well so that's a good call by you GM um, Jimmy Butler can shoot it but he's not someone yeah, no. <laughs> that you got to sit somewhere to catch and shoot. And also, he's a guy that's going to be able to make threes in rhythm with the yeah. rest of the game. I mean, look, this is, this is, they have Cristiano Felicio. They have Taj Gibson, I mentioned. Right. McDermott, uh, Marotic, Bobby Portis, Tony Snell. Those are the players under contract. Um, no, it's, they, it's Marotic. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah well, I said everybody. Yeah, you're right. He's right. The GM is right. The GM is right. Uh, right. Right. There's a guy. That's the lone, I think, guy you could say can shoot it with consistency from distance. 
Yeah, it's not enough. <sighs> it's not enough. And and you, we're gonna see. It, it, it's like you said that triumvirate: Butler, Rondo, Wade. If they can work it out, great. If they can't, they're in trouble. And I I'm bored. I'm bored. Tony Snell may give you a little bit of that, but he's a rotational guy. Come on now, you, you're just stretching, Scout. You stretch. They need the stretch. Yeah, I know. They're like, gonna have to. Well, now you're about to really stretch when we go to the Golden State Warriors. <sighs> Let's just let that land. Are we forward. going in now? Yep, right now. You know, the players under contract, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Iguodala, Livingston, Kevin Looney, my favorite, <laughs> <laughs> and Clay Thompson. Um, players added, Kevin Durant, uh, David sure. David West. They they lead that class. They, they've re-signed Ian Clark and James Michael McAdoo. There you go. Yeah. That's something. They got some other people I'm not reading. They lost... <laughs> <laughs> they lost Harrison Barnes, Azili, Brandon Rush, which was the biggest loss, loss, Rush, <laughs> and Andrew Bogut. I have no idea what to make of this team. They lost Leandro, right? The Brazilian blur as yeah. well, didn't they? Now, everybody, I'm reading from NBA.com, which they report accurately. So wow. if they aren't signed, it's not there. But yes, they're the free agents in summer of 2016, that list on NBA.com is Barbosa, which you just mentioned, um, right. Marie Spates. And Varejao. I mean, Varejao can be an unrestricted free agent all he likes. He needs to be unrestricted at home. Yes. Off of my TV. Please no one sign him. He's a disgrace. We've said it before. You know they will. So, where do you even want to start with this? Do you just want to get the, you know, elephant in the room out of the way? Mr. Kevin Durant, um, his basketball decision to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder, to go to the Golden State Warriors, their nemesis. Uh, we think about the Oklahoma City Thunder, wonderful coach, wonderful uh, team that they built to complement Kevin Durant. Which they continue to improve. Yes, he said, Kevin Durant says he wants easier shots. I think, I guess that's the basketball decision. Uh, he Supposedly, some people are coming out from his camp. Is that correct? Talking mm-hmm. about Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Westbrook has to do with it. Westbrook hasn't said anything about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. So... How do you even want to talk about this? Unfortunately, I hinted on this podcast about Kevin Durant's attitude. uh, You you were out in front of this. You were out in front of this. I'm the sucker. So to speak. Oh, yeah. Come on now. No, no, no. I am. uh, No, no. I am going to wear that badge. (laughs) Let me just say, you know, I like Kevin Durant's game. That was the hesitation with me, but I just didn't see him as the killer on the court that I wanted him to be if we're going to call him a great player. Now, maybe he's not a great player, and this proves it to me. Yeah, You all can say what you want about him moving there. That's fine. You know, Isaiah Thomas wants to say his words, and then there are other people, other legends who don't agree, and we are going to link a YouTube video of the juxtaposition of Isaiah's uh, response to Reggie Miller's. Mm -hmm. You'll get that. Um, And that's fine. But he left $80 million on the table. And I hate talking about money. Yeah, we normally don't do this. Yeah, we normally don't do this. We have to address all the arguments for people that want to defend this move. And that's one of them. 
It's just so much money on the table. It's ridiculous. And just go ahead. I can't anymore. Please. Yeah, let, just to start there, so people understand, because yes. they see the two the two year fifty four million, I believe it is, and it's only uh, a marginal amount more than Oklahoma City could have paid him. But just to sum this up, that's not where the loss of money takes place. It's Wait, more than Oklahoma City or less. M- Last, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. People look and say, oh, he didn't give up that much. Some people even think he got more from Golden State. They don't know math. Well, they don't know the game. These are these, are these you know, new uh, fly-by-night fans. The bandwagons, as we call them. <laughs> so, um, yes, and again, listen. And that's $80 million over the rest of his career, essentially, right? Well, no, no, it would be the next con- the next max deal he would get coming out of the two-year deal if he were to take it. And this gets in the bird rights and then the whole thing, because by signing with Golden State, he, he waived his bird rights, which is after three years with the team, the team can then exceed the max to sign you by a certain percentage. I think it's 25% or something like that. Anyway, that's not the point. If you want that info, Ken Berger has a nice robust article about what was given up on CBS Sportsline and big shout out to Kim Berger who we we, we rail on the media and will continue to and I'm going to do it right now in a few uh, minutes uh. one of the people that actually does his job and by that I mean he, he ain't in writing no stories he doesn't try to be J. Michael Straczynski or someone like that he's not he's in the doing <laughs> his job okay Unlike the rest of these people. So you say he's not a fiction writer, okay? Yes, he's not writing the right stories. <laughs> Which the people that are a fan of this move, they like to do. Yeah. Nah. So left, left at least $80 million on the table, we're saying. Right, something around there, Virgo surmises, that comes up with. And this also, I mean, this is such, there's so many tentacles to this, because it gets into also the, the last collective bargaining agreement and how the owners try to avoid this happening by allowing the teams excess room to sign, re-sign their players by paying them mar- a, a lot more than someone else could on the open market. And the what you mean by, was, by right? this, this happening is these super teams. Right, this super team nonsense. Or, really, this was aimed at my Los Angeles Lakers, I believe. Oh, boy. Um, when it, This was around the whole Chris Paul t- trade time. You know that was a trade. And, that was be so, and everyone was crying about that. Now we get this LeBron James nonsense. And then the coup de grace mm. with the Kevin Durant move, which is the worst move I've ever seen. Why are you bringing up that, that Lakers trade with Chris Paul? A travesty, well, Mark Cuban. I think, we have to start there. I think that was really the trigger. Yeah. Right. And Mark Cuban, where are you now? You were out, you were out talking about it then. Where are you now? You right. should be very upset. All right, what else? What else do we need to talk about with this, Katie? Well, it's so much. But I want. I want to go. I want to go. This is what's yeah. most important to me. This is why I despise the move and why I. I really. And I, I want to be careful when I say this generation because it's not all of them. But the headliners of this generation, the so-called faces: LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Okay, I can't wait till they're gone. Oh. Cannot wait. But you know what the word is, and this is where I was going. Competition. Yes, and that's what I was getting to. They are anti-competition. And that's what they have tried to remove from the game. But wait a minute, Kareem. Kareem left what? The Bucks? Look, to go to the Lakers. Yeah, see, we're going to get into this. Then it's this meaty media stories, as we call where they got the history all wrong. Well, well, Magic played with Kareem and Worthy, and, and Charles Barkley went to the Houston Rockets and played with Drexler and, and, and Akeem. 
Uh, excuse me. Okay, first of all, Worthy didn't get there until 1982-83 season. Number one. Okay, so you can exclude him, you morons, from the 1980 championship. Okay, and the one after that. I can't remember which year. So they had two before he even showed up. And then when he did show up, okay, in 82-83, he was a rookie. Yeah. And we're not going to get into how old Kareem was. Yeah, he came with a, a ring. What are you people talking about? He already had a ring. Okay, so this was not a super And no team. one, before we keep going through this, and no one left a team to go to the team that just beat them. That's the final leg of this, though. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because I want to dispel all of this. And Charles Barkley, what was it? Charles Barkley, I think Clyde Drexler. Let's go 95, 96 related all together because that's the year Pippen was there because they like throwing Pippen into it like he was there the whole time. I mean, they are so wrong about the history. So, folks, if you hear these people, these ESPN, really all of them, every network, when they start bringing this angle up, please know that they do not know what they're talking about or they're deliberately trying to mislead you. Okay. Scotty Pippen was there in 95, 96. Okay. I believe Barkley and those guys were there two years before. Drexler was there even before Barkley. So this is all staggered. So don't listen to that. And that's what I'm getting to. In the season, Scotty was there. Scotty got there because it's the team they like to reference. 95, 96. Okay. I'm going to read the ages. Hakeem, 33. I don't think Robert Ory was there. I don't, anyone remember that? You want to add him in? <laughs> well, they claim Hakeem was 33. Go ahead. <laughs> Clyde was 33. Okay, Kenny Smith was 30 when he was there. Shoot, I'm in the wrong year. I got to move forward. Scotty Pippen wasn't even there yet. This is, the ch- this is the year. I'm sorry, folks. I'm in the wrong year. That was the year where it was Kenny Smith. And I was like, can he play with them? Or yeah, I was about to say, wait a minute. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. All right. Okay. Get it right. So, see, I'm wrong. Now I'm the media. Yep. Now, 97, 98. Oh. Right. Okay. I'm going to read. I'm going to read the. By the way, they were 41 and 41 this year as well. So this is no super team. No mm-hmm. championship team. Go ahead. Okay. So Akeem is 35. Oh, you're doing the math, huh? You're doing the math? Uh, yeah, see, I, I can okay. add two years. Okay, first of all, Kevin Willis was there. He was 35. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde Drexler was 35. Charles Barkley was 34. Mario Ellie was there at 34. Akeem was 35, as the GM just said. Eddie Johnson, 38, and so forth and so on. Scotty wasn't even there yet. And they were already well beyond their primes. Now, juxtapose this with what we have with Mr. Kevin Durant. Tucking, turning tail, tucking tail and running to the Golden State Warriors. They're all in their primes. But he wants easier shots. Well, that came out from Mark Spears actually said that Steph Curry. I don't have enough episode to get on him. Steph Curry was apparently (laughs) texting Durant before that little kumbaya meeting. Mm. Talking about, oh, I'll share, I'll share the MVP and the shots, and your shots are going to be so easy now because they're going to be open. If you can shoot forty percent contested, then you would imagine what you'll shoot when you're open. Oh, the easy shots. What? He doesn't listen. Have you ever in your life heard great players talk about stuff coming easy? I mean, what is what, what is this? Steph Curry, really, man? You need to worry about the shots you got already. Yeah, and, and choking and, in the finals. That's what I mean. When it counts, when it counts, not when you're front running, running around, having a good time, talking about you're the greatest clutch player since Jordan. Yes, you said it. Yes, I heard it. 
that's another good point. He runs his mouth. Again, we say this all the time. And all people, just Google him and Google stuff like Steph Curry clutch player or Steph Curry, um, anything regarding wanting to be in the class with Michael Jordan, anything regarding Michael Jordan, and read what he says. And, and he, him tell rank, me how humble he is. And yeah, him ranking the, the greatest clutch players of all time and putting himself second. I, yeah. I, just, I, just, I just don't have time for it. And the media will have you believe that he is just just warm and cuddly, humble person. Let's move on from him. Back to Kevin Durant. So yeah. I, I'm just so interested in why would Kevin Durant be open on this team? I don't know why he would be open. Well, because you can't guard everyone and you, you stretch the floor is the idea. So he'll so, have a single coverage situation. Well, the thing about it is... It, why would they leave Kevin Durant open? Well, because, again, with that offense... Now, this is true. With that offense, because of the screening and the movement, you get, it, it causes you to get too confused. You're switching and you're healthy. It does That's, do- different. That's different from saying he's going to be open. I don't even care. Okay. Okay, and that's why we need clarity on what that means. Yeah, yes. I have a problem with. Okay, if that's talking about a missed, missed defensive assignment, okay. yes, that's what we mean. You generate those, but I have a problem with someone who is, uh, a, a, as some people, I believe Charles Barkley said, the bus driver of a team, mm-hmm. or Kobe would say, the captain of the ship. Yep, and we're talking about him in Oklahoma City, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, being up three one in a series against the team the Golden State Warriors, who had the best all-time regular season record, being up 3-1, and then losing out, right? Yes. Most notable loss was at home in Game 5, I believe, where Klay Thompson completely went, was that Game, that was Game 6, where Klay Thompson went berserk, I believe, hit the 11-3 that no one wants to talk about. Why bother? Right. And you specifically, because I've been a defender of Kevin Durant, always brought up, and you were right, and I would acknowledge it, what he did to cause Oklahoma City to lose. Because it's this idea that it's, it, it's Westbrook, and that idea supported by Kevin Durant, his camp, was completely solidifies my opinion of him. Yeah, that's the thing. You go, really, I mean, yeah, you're like a coward on all accounts. Like, really, you want to call him out through your guys? We know what that is. Yeah, you right. Don't let them fool you. That's deliberate, folks. What's your final point? Because I'm done with this. Okay. My final point is the team, Oklahoma City, was in the predicament they were in and lost because of you. Oh. And everyone's framing it like he had to get away from the Oklahoma City situation because they were holding him back. You're the one that wants to jack up threes when you should be in the pinch post or in the or, or, or on the, by the elbow area, as the GM would always say. You're the one. You, that wants well, to- wait a minute. No, you said that, Scout. No, wait a minute. Let's get the record straight. Okay. You said that during that series. You were adamant about True. him being yes. there. Yes. But I think you yes. were even you were out ahead on him. I yes. got, got to give you credit before I was. You must I, because you know on a talent level. I told you that I took Kawhi. Remember the who you got? I, I, you're I, right. I said Kawhi, and remember how you said Kevin Durant? I, so, I did. And that's I, I'm taking full responsibility. Ability here. <laughs> I was made fool of. 
Well, you know what? So they they assume they're going to win everything, and you say that it doesn't count if they win now. No, even if they win, I'm not acknowledging it. It's just like LeBron in Miami. I don't see them rings. They don't exist to me. This is worse. This is worse. I thought the LeBron thing was bad. This is complete. This is by uh, mar- markedly worse. Look, it, LeBron it, is somewhere sipping his tea like Kermit after this nonsense. Yes. And again, what? It, and not to mention all these tweets that that apparently Kevin Durant sent out when LeBron made that move about how he's and not that's the other thing about Kevin I'm glad you, and let's end here that's the other thing about Kevin Durant he's all talk he ran his mouth his whole career about who he is what kind of guy he wants to be and then he does this he doesn't want to take difficult shots on a team that he's supposed to be spearheading are you serious so let me let me, let me read something to you so we can close this out I'm just gonna read and this is some I looked up some statistics on assisted field goals how many of Kevin Durant's makes were off of assists, presumably from the, this very selfish Russell Westbrook, who's the first person in history who's been called selfish, who averages over 10 assists and gets triple doubles. I, I, now, I'm not saying that that makes you unselfish if you do that, but the media tends to go that route. Now, him, he's the only one that can label that. They right? used to? Yeah. I just want to read this to you. Okay, on his three-point field goal attempts, okay, these the percentage of his, his three-point field goal makes, okay, that were assisted, 64% last year. Oh. The year before that, 66%. Mm. The year before that, it's 56%. And that was when Westbrook wasn't who he was. And I believe that also that's the year he played. Well, last year he had the injury, right? 2014, mm. 15, he had the injury. The year before that, he played a full season. And I think Westbrook had the injury. The year before that, 80% of his threes. Before that, 80% again. Before that, 86%. So he's already receiving these off of passes, largely. So what's he going to do? He's going to go go to Golden State, and the same thing's going to happen? Look, I the wish him... The idea that he's out there shooting threes over double teams, don't believe it. It's not true. Watch it. Just watch it. Uh, look, I wish him well. I wish him. I wish the Warriors well. I hope it's, uh, you know... Our good friend, Jokum Noah, would say it's real Hollywood out there. Yeah. This is Hollywood, Bollywood, and Nollywood all put together. I hope y'all enjoy it. And we're going to move and close quickly with a little bit of Summer League. <laughs> I, I have so much more I could say on this, folks. Uh, yeah, we can't. Can get it all out. We can't. All I'm going to say, they're ruining the competition. And that's why I watch. And I think it's a lot of people out here that watch for that. To see can obstacles be overcome by great players. And they're shortcutting it. And I can't wait for them to be out of here and gone. And hopefully the young players aren't that way. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, you know, some of the players are coming out going, mm, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, all due respect to the Damian Lillards of the world and people like that that show yes. up and compete. Yeah. I think Paul Pierce tweeted something that was yeah. a, <laughs> a little. And the media tries to get on them like something's wrong with them. Well, of course, they have their narratives. Now, yes. speaking of the younger players, the Summer League rookies. Yes. Um, Brandon Ingram and Ben Simmons, the Lakers in the 76ers, they played against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Early on, what are you seeing? I know you wanted to see them in the summer, see yeah. whether they start to work on their games in preparation for the season. You know, it's funny. I, I, I see what I expected. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this about Ben Simmons. Now, we talked about his playmaking ability and his passing. Yeah. He's even better than I thought mm. as a passer. Now, can, now can, you, can you tell this? Like, what are you looking for? Because it's summer league. It's not the same competition. True. True. How does summer league ball compare to say college ball? Is that a step up? 
Yeah, I would. Yes, okay. these are professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you have a mix of professionally. You have some guys that come back try to work on something, um, like like a Devin Booker who's playing summer league. Um, D'Angelo Russell, guys that are coming out of their first year trying to get better. Right. Um, and you'll see. Um, some guys may say, "Hey, I want to play in the post this year. Let me go." And they play summer league and try to develop that skill. So you get a mix yeah. of players, but they're still pros. Mm-hmm. And you get some guys that have played overseas that come in and get an NBA look, things like that. But they're pros. It's not college basketball. This is a, a level up. So to see this kind of improvement is significant. Right. Well, yeah, I don't want to call it an improvement. I think that's who he is. Okay. Um, and also, he has people on the other end of that that are better. They catch the ball better. They finish better. Right? So, he's being so, so what you're right. saying is by being surrounded by better players, he can show off m- even more of his games. Yes. This mm-hmm. is not a case where um, I believe this will stop as he levels up into the pro game. I think this is mm-hmm. – I mean, some of these passes, and these are, are routine for him. This is what we talk about when people say LeBron James is a great passer. And I say, nah, I mean, he's good, but he's not, you know, he's not this Magic Johnson level they try to put him at. Yeah. Watch Ben Simmons play. Yeah. Okay. He has a full, a game, a game's worth of passes that LeBron James cannot make. Right. And like a you Jason Kidd along Jason with Kidd. Magic. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Even to a lower degree, um, maybe a level under and be a Steve Nash type. Yeah. Um, but these are guys, again, I say, I don't, I'm not a big, uh, uh, respecter of the assist that, let me not even say that I don't respect it at all, to be honest, unless it's done this way, unless a guy elevates again, passing to an art form. And okay, again, and we're coming. Guys doing. Yeah, and again, we're coming to this. A stat in and of itself doesn't mean much. You got to watch the game. Yes. What does that assist mean? Yeah, you can have eight assists, but I need to see what they were in order yeah. to understand exactly what the impact is. And remember, everybody, the home team keeps those assists. Next. You're right. Right. So it's a it's it's a, it's a rigged stat to a degree. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. He he has really blown me away. And what about Ingram? On the Ingram list? is who I thought he, you know, it's about what I what I thought he would be. Um, uh, really a a mastermind as far as uh, getting his own shot. Yeah. Um, um, the one dribble, two dribble, pull up. Um, he even has a crossover at his size. Um, can get to the hoop and kind of has that plastic man ability. Yes. <laughs> you know the length and it really kind of unfold. It looks like as he lays the ball up. Yeah, um, that kind of thing. So he is is, is again it, it, the juxtaposition between he and Simmons, where you have a playmaker versus someone who's going to score, mm-hmm. score, while also being able to make plays on the you know as a result of his scoring. But that's going to come from his ability to threaten offensively individually, whereas yeah. Simmons is going to be able to find people open no matter what. Yeah, and they say Ingram's eating five thousand calories a day to gain weight, so that's good. Well, that's again the weakness, and that's going to be the weakness when people put their bodies on them. And you see this also in summer league. With again, we talk about these are professionals. Yeah, you can knock him off of his position, and really, you can negate his athleticism and his ability to elevate by putting your body on him. That's right. That's something that's going to have you got to see improvement there. But again, with him. What I expected to see, I saw. I, as a Laker fan, I am ecstatic. Yeah, and, and I think uh, you know his moves are right. So when he gains the weight or even just strength, yes, it's it'll be much Very better. Fluid player. Yeah, and it's strange to see a guy that young. Yes, that diverse offensively. I, I, w- I would really like to talk to him and see how he knew to learn or work on these aspects of his game to become this kind of player because you don't see this kind of polish on a guy that's nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd like to have that question asked to him. Just to yeah, yeah. And how much of it is him? How much of it is the mentors he has? As right, well? right. What yeah. does he watch? What does he absorb? Because yeah. it's an intelligence there. So those are the top two um, draft picks. Yes. You mention any others you want? Uh, Chris Dunn had a huge summer league game. I believe he put up twenty-seven. Um, no shock with what I saw there. Um, shot the ball well in that game, but he's gonna. There's some strength issues, I think, with his shot, and I think we saw that. But eventually, he'll get to the point where that shot's easy. I think he's and, a little bit with it from distance right now. Right, and they're gonna play him at shooting guard, right at the two guard. That's what Tippano that right? was hinting at, right? He's gonna play him next to Rubio, which I mm-hmm. think is a dynamite um, idea. I think that's what Boston. We talked about that. I think that's what Boston sh- really should have done. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, Jalen Brown. Um, uh, had a, a, a so-so game, I'll call it. Kind of took an injury in, in the game. I haven't seen him after the first game um, in Summer League, but um, ex- exhibited the ability to get to the foul line in, mm. in bunches, and that's a that's a positive. Um, I still see some of the negatives with his game, um, the fluidity and some of the things like that, the ability to get the shot off and, 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 and the balance, um, the side-to-side movement. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that as far as what we've seen, what I've expected, I've seen. Again, Simmons is the guy that really is. I, my eyes fell out of my skull a bit. That was Simmons again. Last week it was Ingram. Now it's Simmons. No, no, no. I'm just saying the passability is exceeds what I expected. All right. So you know, with all of our exceeding of expectations, the lowering well, of let me, let me also one last thing as a Laker fan. You see how everyone the scout hijacks. Last thing, I got. I got to hit my Laker folks here. Um, D'Angelo Russell's there. He hit the game winner. We saw the game winner three. You know, he went through his ice in my in my veins routine. You know, we all know about that. But yeah, he was he's there. The yeah, right. Well, <laughs> he's there working on his game. I've seen him play in the post. It looks like that's a point of emphasis hmm. for him. Um, so I, I want to say this um, because we went through the free agency, and there's a lot of people banging on the Lakers because they didn't get any free agents, any big ones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay, l- grow the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City way. You draft these guys. Okay, you hit Randall the first year, D'Angelo Russell the, the year after, and now we have Ingram. Let them grow together. I don't want any of these free agents. First of all, because I'm done with this generation. I don't even. I don't even want them. <laughs> all due respect to Russell Westbrook and those folks, but let them grow. Let's do it the Oklahoma City way. And I think that's the way to go. And unless that stunt the growth, I think we have some really nice talent in L.A. And I just wanted to end there. Don't push the panic button. Okay, thank you, Lakers fan. So now, everybody, if you are still with us, if you haven't stopped listening after this explosive episode, I congratulate you. And I'll let you know that look, we're not going to back off. We're going to give you our opinion as we see it. And we're going to tell you why. So whether you agree or disagree, you're going to know where the connoisseurs of sport are coming from. And hopefully you can express yourselves in your lives the way you see fit too. So the question of the podcast is, do you want to leave $80 million on the table or not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I kid, I kid. Kind of. We'll check you next week. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.